You may be ready to try holistic therapies, but your spouse or partner isn't. So let's talk about how to help them see how it can help your child and family. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're talking about how to talk to your partner or spouse when they're not aligned with your desire to start holistic therapies. Let's dive into the major obstacles. What's the research? How can we get them on board in alignment with what you want to do? Let's dive in. Hi, Dr. Roseanne here. We're going to have an important conversation that comes up just about every day when I talk to typically my mamas, and that is how to convince your spouse how to do holistic treatments. Because let's face it, moms are the CEOs of the medical and emotional well and educational well-being of kids most of the time. You know what I mean? So roles have changed over the years, but a lot of times women, because we are wired as caregivers and we are nurtured to be caregivers right out of the get-go, right? We think about our toys, girls are given dolls, boys are given balls and Legos. We're just nurtured to be caregivers. And so we are the ones who often are the Google MDs and investigating treatments for kids who are struggling. So let's really get into this and talk about how to convince your spouse, often a husband, why holistic therapies, things like neurofeedback, psychotherapy, supplements, you name it, is going to help your child. So let's dive in and talk about my three big tips to really help do that. So number one is to educate them. You're up there. I'm getting emails at 2 a.m. I mean, really, honestly, the majority of contacts that I get are in the middle of the night or the weekend. We've all been there. You're in a freaking rabbit hole and you're like, my kid is not getting better. Okay. I've been going to this damn therapist. True story. Been going to this therapist for six plus years. I heard somebody today tell me that, you know, been on this SSRI. Now we're adding Abilify. We're doing this. We're doing that. I hear this every day. And so people come to me because of a Google search or multiple friends or their physician got there or they saw my webinar. Sometimes people say to me, like, I just showed up in their feed somehow. I always think that's a God wink. They listen. So we have to educate our partners about what is this therapy, right? If you're considering neurofeedback or biofeedback or therapy, whatever it is, what is it? How does it work? And know that if it's a guy, we're talking about men are very logical. So I'm an Aquarian, I'm Italian, I'm a second generation um, business owner, and I'm a straight shooter. I'm Cancer Rising, so I get the emotional in there too with Virgo as my moon. So I am very logical and I know how to have guys speak. I always hung out with guys in high school and college because they just don't have drama. Guys use 50% less words in parenting than their counterparts, right? Their wives or or their partners. And we're just not giving them the data. So what can you give to a parent, right? A lot of times we send dads videos and they watch them. We give them quick blogs, top takeaways. You want to educate them on what that therapy is. And then number two, you want to show them the data. Dads come into me. 
nine times out of 10, they're like, Dr. Rao, I love what you explained. I love how you explain how neurofeedback calms the brain. It's so logical that my kid can't learn in the therapy session because they're too revved up and I get it. Okay. Like they totally get it. And they love that it's so common sense. And they love when you're like, listen, meds don't work 70% of the time, but give them data. What are statistics? Show them statistics about mental health. I have lots of blogs out there that you could pull information from. And then what are the statistics of the efficacy of that treatment, right? Neurofeedback is easy and I go to that all the time. There's just a lot of research about it. You know, you can Google and you'll get some complainers. They're usually people who didn't follow through on the recommendations most of the time, or they could have gone to a provider who isn't great. And there are some lower qualified providers. Most people are doing the work to better themselves, especially if they're a certified provider. I think a lot of times it's just a wrong fit. But where's the data? What can you give the logical brain if it's a husband, a male? What can you do? Maybe it's a grandparent. A lot of grandparents pay for treatments when they come to me. And they need to know that it's there. And talk about what is that treatment like? When we're talking about holistic treatments... You have to help them to understand that these treatments are generally safe. Um, they're natural. We know parents are seeking them out. They're just not always telling their pediatrician about it. You don't need your pediatrician's approval to do these things. You are the CEO. And in fact, if you probably are more knowledgeable about integrative care than the standard physician, physicians don't often go this way. And that's not anything derogatory. I hang out with physicians all the time, right? They're not finding these things unless they have their own pain points. Sometimes they do it. Like in my case, I went down this rabbit hole because I had Alec, this one kid who I was like, what am I going to do with this kid? I mean, he still had the worst case of ADHD I've ever seen in my life, um, was looking like he had seizures. And I was like, I got to figure something out, you know, and, and that's how that those doors opened. And his mom became Google MD and found a neurofeedback provider when I wasn't offering it. And I didn't ignore what I saw. So we have to look at data. We have to look at information. Does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD. Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to 13ALERTMORE to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to 13ALERTMORE. So the third big thing that you need to do with a spouse, right? So, you know, this is, we still are a patriarchal society. And a lot of times um, moms are home or working part-time and men make more money. They just do, right? You can have a female and a male in the same role and males make significantly more money. So they're often in charge of the financials. So you need to lay out the costs. And just for your own understanding, 
there's no number that could be put on long-term pain. I have a good friend, Dawn, if you haven't listened to her podcast, The Light in the Rabbit Hole, she started to just her son, lovely, lovely mother. What a wonderful lady. My gosh, she's beautiful. Her son had bullying and due to his sexuality and became uh, is homeless today at 28. And she says all the time, I wish I had found you, Dr. Rowe, when he was 12. And I was like, well, I was working then because <laughs> it's year 30. But what happened was she went down the classic rabbit hole, right? Like, so he started smoking pot. And please know, I know you all think your kids are immune from smoking pot. But they're not because it's just common and widely accepted from the highest level academic universities, highest level high school students to what I grew up in the 70s and 80s. It's very different. Those kids, the high honor kids, I was not a high honor kid that I was doing other things. I was having a good time. Having, going into concerts and not schoolwork wasn't as important as it became in college. I turned out okay. But kids who really smoke pot and stuff like that, they weren't socially acceptable. It is socially acceptable now. The cost of not taking the right road and watching your kids suffer, you suffering cannot be calculated. Just like the kid who came to me today that it's been years of their OCD, years, and never once were they offered the most evidence-based treatment. Never once. And I said to the mother, I hope you're pretty pissed at that because you should be. <laughs> you need to go back to your providers, your OCD providers, and tell them they're doing a disservice. And so we need to start laying out, right? Okay, so this is the cost of if I do work with a nutritionist or this is a cost of neurofeedback or cost to come in and Roseanne's brain behavior reset. But here's the cost of annual psychotherapy for let's say five years, six years, going to four providers, five providers, pretty typical. Most people who come to me, they're lucky if they've only gone to three or four providers. I would say that on average, most people um, have already been dealing with this issue for five or more years, even very young children, and have gone to often more than a dozen providers, including medical providers. So all those associated costs, the cost of psych meds, the cost of tutors, the cost of neuropsych evaluations, people would rather spend $6,000 on a neuropsych evaluation versus coming to investing that in neurofeedback. I was a neuropsych evaluator. Sometimes you need them, but a lot of times are recommended when you can use that money to go invest in treatment. You just never heard about things like neurofeedback or occupational therapy for sensory issues, whatever's going on. So logical brain needs you to educate them. You got to show me the data and you got to lay out that long-term costs. Because there is something that people come to me so guilt-ridden. And I'm like, please let it go. We have so much guilt in this world. And you just didn't know. So I want you to be hopeful. And sometimes you also need to just say, this is that important to me. And this is what I'm going to do. One of my first neurofeedback clients, the father came to me after doing the neurofeedback. And he was like, listen, I was your biggest doubter. My best friend's a psychiatrist. He told me it was pseudoscience and not to come. But my wife, who is very relaxed, she was, said, we are doing this. End of story. And he was like, I knew. 
I better not mess with her and I better do it. And he was like, boy, am I grateful that we did this. Their kid was, (laughs) we literally had to chase around the building as a, a middle schooler. She was tough. She was tough. She's a beautiful adult. So sometimes it's the right, you know, you've got to make that investment. So you've got to change your mindset as it's an expenditure as rather an investment. So we need to invest in our physical and mental health. And this is got to be a priority. Nothing happens in life without good mental health. It doesn't matter what else you think you have in your life. You need good mental health. So I will leave you on that. I hope this gave you the tools and resources to have conversations with your partner, your spouse, whoever is helping you make this investment in your child's future, current and future mental health. Love and light, Dr. Rowe. Parenting is so hard and there are many ups and downs, especially when you and your partner aren't on the same page. Just know that no matter what is going on with your kid and your family, it's going to be okay. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 